Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Cesar Martinez. He's a success coach and founder of No Fluff Coaching. He teaches young professionals how to find complete clarity, overcome limitations, and reach their highest potential. Cesar, welcome. Amy, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to be a part of your show. Yes. How did you become a success coach for young professionals? It all started, I mean, college, right? So I myself had to go through that journey of figuring out, going through a tough engineering curriculum, but also trying to make the most of, you know, the professional side of that engineering curriculum, which I knew nothing about. For reference, I only applied to one college and I got super lucky that I got in. I didn't understand what the College of Engineering was all about, let alone how to get internships, let alone that you're supposed to go to career fairs, let alone what a resume is supposed to look like, let alone how to tie a tie. So I was very fortunate that I had some upperclassmen that were a part of a society that I fell into that helped all the above happen for me, right? So by my sophomore year, I was doing all of this for the underclassmen before me, whether it was talks on professional development, whether it was mentoring them, whether it was reviewing their resumes, giving them mock interviews, all that started since then, including leading committees and continuing to give talks throughout my professional career once I did graduate, which I was fortunate to have many internships and many offers by the time that I was graduating. So I knew I did something right. That was some good affirmation. And even now, right, even now I've continued to do that forever. I've started even coaching basketball and everything. And this past year with the pandemic, I realized how many people needed what I had to offer. And I wanted to expand beyond my existing circles, which I have been a part of, like I said, those past 11 years. And so I learned how do I actually become a proper coach? How do I structure a coaching call? How do I structure a coaching program so I can really turn this into something bigger and impact more lives that I'm supposed to? And here we are. Wow. So what are you grateful in your journey now? The thing that I'm most grateful for is all of the experiences that I've had, but more importantly, my perspective on those experiences and the fact that I can change the meaning to certain experiences in my journey that all serve me now. And the fact that I can turn around and teach others how to do the same, right? Uh, we all have all these things that either have happened to us or that we've done or have gone through or, you know, our literal professional experience sometimes. And we don't always know that story, though, that will propel us to the next level. I always mention, you know, for example, even if you've worked at McDonald's, even if you've been a hostess, even if you've, you know, done manual labor, whatever it is, they're all part of your story and they make you a stronger candidate. So do you know how to make that a part of your story and make you a stronger candidate? And that's what I help people do. I love that. So how do you help professionals get clarity and improve their mindset? So it all starts with the foundation, which is, do you know exactly what you want? And do you know exactly who you are, right? And a lot of times the answer to that is no slash kind of. So we always start with digging, right? Can you tell me exactly all of the things that you're super passionate about? Can you tell me your purpose? Can you tell me your why? Can you tell me your dream role? Can you tell me exactly what role on a team you want? What kind of team you want to work for? What kind of company you want to work for? Do you want to work for yourself? You want to be a part of a big one, a small one, West Coast, East Coast? You want your days to be in offices? Do you want to work from home? Can you tell me with so much specificity exactly what it is that you want, right? 
And if you have clarity, you can. And if not, we work on it, right? So there's a bunch of practices around that, like journaling and digging and immersion exercises that help you find those answers. And then once we find those answers, that's when we start to build up from that. Okay, now that you have clarity on yourself, let's get clarity on what it is that you want. Once you have clarity on what it is that you want, let's get clarity on how that actually looks in the real world. Once we have clarity on that, let's form a real plan that's going to make it happen. Once we have the plan, you know, let's hold you accountable to the next steps so that you're executing week after week after week. Then it happens. You know, and it's not magic. It takes work. I love that in figuring out kind of what you want to do. And I always say that I wish I would have looked at some of the positions that, you know, when you're in high school and you kind of have that career coach and -hmm. they kind of give you, you know, this is your personality type and these are the careers that might be good for you. I wish I would have learned to listen to them because I think that I just ignored them. And I thought, oh, those jobs, they sound so boring. And you know, in the end, I've created something that fits my personality now, but I had to suffer through a lot of jobs that I just took for money that I was miserable at. And I was always focusing on, oh, well, I'll go for my dreams outside of my career. But looking back now, I think that I probably could have made money and combined that with some of where I wanted to go and what I wanted to be. Yeah, well, and that's exactly right. There's a lot of different factors that help us land wherever we are, right? A lot of the people that I work with, it might've been, you know, chasing money. It might've been chasing, making their parents proud. It might've been what they thought they were supposed to be doing. It might've been, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. There's all of these different factors that make us do what we do. And a lot of times we don't pause and take a step back and look at where we're at and where we're going and whether that's what we want, whether that's what we decided we wanted, whether that aligns with who we are, whether that aligns with our passions. And that's what I always tell people as well as when you start doing this work early, you know, in your twenties and thirties, you know, you don't have that midlife crisis later. The midlife crisis comes from not paying enough attention. And all of a sudden one day you wake up and you take that step back. And you're not where you want to be. You're way off on trajectory. You've been doing things reactively, essentially. A lot of times, not your own fault. You know, it's because of the world and the experiences you've had and the influences you've had. But, you know, you didn't proactively decide all of the things leading up to where you're at today. And so the earlier you start, the more control you have over that. But it's also never too late to start either. Now, I don't know if having a midlife crisis has anything to do with that. Cause like I definitely had one at the time though, I'll tell you this. I absolutely 100% for 20 years thought I was called to be a minister Mm. and I went to Bible college. I even moved overseas for several years. I'll tell you, this is that going through that process, I would say on the other end, I changed. And I became a completely different person as I really got more educated and experienced a lot more of life and everything that ministry entails and really getting down deep into why I felt so convicted. I was so convicted that this was what I was called to that I would have given my life for it. That's how convicted I was. And now I don't do that. I wrote, you know, three books. I traveled around and spoke, did the whole thing. But I still, when I got older, because I'm almost 50 now, I absolutely switched everything that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I don't know if there's any way to totally get around that. I think that at least in my experience that you have to be open to the journey, Mm, you know, know exactly what your call and purpose is now and go 100% into it because it will lead you to the next step. I'm glad that I'm an author 
that I've written books before. I'm glad that I, you know, started a corporation and did all of that and went around and spoke. And I'm glad for all of those experiences and being able to help people. And it's allowed me to do what I do today. Part of the reason why I do the things that I do today is because I've had some of that experience. But I think that it's the journey. I want to give one quick analogy around that, that I love to use, which is there's this North star that always drives you to do kind of everything you do. It's a thing that you never really reach, but it drives the general direction of everything that you do, right? Which it sounds like for you, it's at the very least helping people and, and giving the gifts that you have. That journey, you know, I think of it as like a cross-country journey. For example, I, I live on the West Coast, so call it West to East. You know, you're ending up somewhere on the East Coast, wherever that might be. That's some kind of destination, some kind of long-term goal, right? So you have that in mind. And then you have to figure out a general route that you want to take to actually get there, right? What kind of general game plan and what pit stops along the way do you think you want to hit? Pit stops that you should be excited about, right? Especially the next one or two that are coming up. You should know what those things are. Now we're getting a little bit closer, you know, the next year, three years, five years, 10 years. What does that plan look like? And then you get all the way down as granular as, you know, if you're driving at night, sometimes you just have your headlights on. You can only see 100, 200 feet in front of you but you trust your GPS, you trust what you've set it to, and you trust that this road is going to take you where you want to go. And it sounds like you've done exactly that too. You had those pit stops in mind the entire way. You can change, you can switch what that destination is going to be along the way. That's actually a part of the entire journey. You know, if, if you plan a road trip across the country and you don't take, you know, any variables or any audibles along the way, then, you know, you're probably missing out on a whole lot along the way. Yeah, I agree. I think if I would have done one thing differently, it would have been, change my strategy faster yeah. to get what I ultimately wanted and to get in touch with what I ultimately wanted earlier on. I think I had to go through that journey to get to that place, but I somehow had a magic pill that allowed me to do things different. It would be, you know, looking at the results that it's producing and don't wait 10 years. Like you don't have to wait and see that it's going to pan out. It's either going to work or it's not right yeah. away. You know, I totally agree. That's what I tell people is things will always change. The best skill you can pick up is being able to change with it quickly. You know, you don't yeah, have yeah. to stay somewhere that you don't want to be. You don't have to stay in a feeling you don't want to feel, you know, change it quickly, change the story quickly, change the plan quickly, and then be excited again. Yeah, definitely. So what's been your intention in developing your coaching business? So the biggest intention has been to fill the gaps that I know exist, to be the thing that I wish was there when I was going through college, when I first graduated for especially all of the friends that I have. You know, I work at Microsoft still, and every once in a while I'll post in a young Microsoft professionals group and I'll say, hey, just so you guys know, you know, I do this kind of coaching. If anyone, you know, wants a little bit more direction, is really not feeling that motivated with their work. And so many people reach out every single time. Why? Because there's gaps, whether that's, you know, not knowing about practices like journaling and meditation, which are still not a norm in a lot of parts of the world and definitely not in our education. They need to be. Whether it's never having had this kind of guidance before, whether it was for students, if you've never had someone actually ask you these kinds of questions, like what is your purpose and what is your why and what is your dream job and why is that your dream and how does your story align with that and what have your past experiences been but how do they actually tie into all the above and how do you express that to a recruiter how do you express that in an interview in a few short sentences your entire story and how do you take all these different pieces of it even the failures and turn them into highlights how do you actually do that that's the piece that i know is missing right i know that engineering for me it was engineering but career services exist on campus and mentors are out there to try to help and parents are out there to try to help too and you know there's all this information online but there's still gaps 
they're still missing something for individuals, you know, the tailored solutions, digging into your areas of growth, your confidence issues, your little things that you do when you're speaking to someone with your hands, your tonality, you know, your way that you tell a story, all the above I know is missing for so many people. And I'm here to help people get to that 100% for themselves. You know, how do they become the best candidate they can possibly be? How do they become the best version of themselves that they can possibly be? How do you get the most energy out of every day? How do you show up for your family? All the above are so important. Yeah. So how do you help young professionals with their resume writing? This is actually one of my favorite things to do because when it comes to the resume, right, a lot of times we think of restructuring it a little, having some different words on there, some search engine optimization. But, you know, when we dig into resume writing with my clients, it really starts into how do you think about your experiences? We might spend a half hour, an hour on a single experience. You know, I always go back to the McDonald's example. It's one of my favorite ones. And it's, you know, okay, you have a couple of lines in there, you know, but do you really understand that you worked in a fast paced environment? Do you understand that you delivered excellent customer service? Do you understand that you managed inventory? Do you understand that you were a leader amongst your team? Do you understand all these concepts and can you express that? Right. And even before you express it, is that how it's stored in your mind? Or do you really think it was no big deal? It's just a McDonald's experience and I can't really use that in industry right? How do you actually store it in your mind? And that's where confidence comes from. And that's where lack of confidence comes from. So we start there, right? We start with that. We try to get a full understanding of what are all of the things that you did throughout that experience. Then what are those top highlights and how can we, A, you know, help you understand deeply that that's actually what happened and that's actually what you got out of it. And then B, how do you express that? And when you do that, you know, the bullets start to kind of write themselves. I mean, that's where, you know, by the end of this experience, it might even take a couple of sessions, a few iterations, but, you know, your resume is restructured and it's definitely a lot better. It's one of those that really stands out. But on top of that, by going through this process, you know how to speak to these things in a completely different way, not because you know some different words and you know how to sound a certain way, but because you have changed the way that you perceive what you've done has completely changed. And then that's when interviews just become a conversation. It's not trying to recite, you know, an answer that sounds really good. It's really just, I'll just tell you about this experience I've had, but it's going to come out as pure highlights because that's the way that I store it in my brain. I like that. So what advice would you give to somebody that is maybe struggling, choosing a career or they desire a career and maybe they don't have the skills for that career yet? Well, there's two parts to this one. So one is, you know, choosing a career, right? And it's one of those things where I think we put a lot of weight on that first choice and that first step where really we should be focusing on, you know, what is your dream, right? What do you want to do? What is the perfect thing for you? And once you find that answer, then you can kind of start to find a career that might fit that. But a lot of times we start the other way around. We start with what jobs are out there and which one might I be okay with, right? I think that's backwards. I think that puts things into boxes and it makes it difficult to try to take you as a person and all of these different things that you enjoy and try to squeeze them into these boxes that exist in different roles and different companies. So I start with you first, right? What are you all about? What is your dream? How do you want to spend your days? What do you want your work to be? And then let's find something that fits that. And then the other part of that, which is, you know, actually picking up the skills that you need for the career that you want to be a part of, you know, start 
There's no reason not to have an experience that you want to have, especially nowadays, especially after a year and a half of pandemic with so much online, with so many resources out there, you can start. A client that I just spoke with yesterday, for example, she's studying web design, but she wants to get into user experience research. And she felt that she doesn't have enough experience or enough knowledge in the area. So I said, okay, let's start. <laughs> There's no reason for you not to have that. Three to six months from now, you can fill your resume with maybe it's certifications, maybe it's LinkedIn learning, maybe it, you know, actually picking up an internship that aligns with that thing. Maybe it's, you know, freelancing, maybe it's a side project, you know, who knows what it is. But there's no reason for you to stay there. Again, if you want experience in something, if you want knowledge in a certain area, you can go get it. So just go get it, you know, start, take that action. I love that. I think way back in the day, I remember doing, taking temp jobs mm -hmm. that gave me the experience that I needed. Like I would go and I would be a software tester at Microsoft, but then I was a pro at that software because I went cover to cover through that manual or whatever it may be to test mm -hmm. it. So yeah, there's definitely ways to get the skills that you need and get paid doing it too. Yeah, exactly right. And that's where you change the questions that you ask yourself too. Instead of finding a career that I have this, just the skills for, or, you know, why can't I figure out a way to do that? Or why don't I have that experience? Flip it around, right? How can I get that experience? Mm -hmm. How can I learn what I need to learn? If I want a job starting next summer, you know, what are the things I can do leading up to that? that will make me hit the ground running next summer that I can speak to a recruiter about that. Hey, you know, I might not have this certification, this experience, this degree, but this is what I'm doing on the side. This shows you how passionate I am about it. And this shows you that I take action when I have that passion and that kind of candidate, you know, someone who's resourceful over someone who just has the resources is much more valuable. Yeah, definitely. What are the most important things to focus on when someone is going after their dreams? I always point back to clarity, right? Do you know what the heck that dream is in the first place, right? Once you have that complete clarity, right? Or if you're struggling to find it, again, start with yourself. Do you have complete clarity on you, the things that you love, the things that you want to be doing? Then you form the dream, then you form the goal, right? Out of that, set a date on it, right? If you want that dream, you know, when do you want it by? Okay, once you set that, okay, how do you actually get there? How do we form a plan for you to actually make it happen? What are the things that would have to happen for you to hit that goal by that date? And once you have all of those things that you have to hit, okay, let's start with a plan for the first one, right? How do we get there? What do we need to do? Do we need to get a certification? Do we need to reach out to recruiters? Do we need to work on your resume? Do we need to you know, start taking a certain class so you pick up a certain skill? What do you actually need to do? And then again, that's how you turn a dream into the actual plan, right? For me, the dream was always to get to Microsoft and be a program manager. That was one of my dreams since I was a kid, since before I thought Microsoft was cool and I wanted to work on something where if I made a little change, everyone would see it. That's the way that I always worded it. I and mean, then once I got through college, I decided Microsoft was my dream tech company and I worked my butt off. I made it happen. I figured out, okay, if I want to be there, you know, what kinds of experiences should I have? What side projects should I have on my resume? How do I work on presenting myself? How do I get in front of the right recruiters? How do I find the right team? How do I know about the role before I even get to the interview? How do I make sure all of those things are in check? so that I make sure that I nail it. And by 25, I had it, right? Then that's something that continues throughout your life. You're gonna constantly have new dreams, constantly have new goals that you always want. And it's the exact same process every single time. So now, for example, you know, I accomplished my dream of Microsoft and being a program manager. So it was like, okay, what's next? And for me, it was always multiplying that impact. And I found coaching through that. 
And so now my dream goals are, you know, expanding that coaching business, not only for me, but so that I can amplify that impact to the people that are supposed to have what I can offer them. And it's the exact same process. It's not just a dream of, you know, running my own company or something. It's a plan. I'm doing the thing. It's not just a dream. It's not just this abstract concept. It's something that's going to happen because I take these steps and I encourage everyone else to do the same, get that clarity, make a plan and go do it. It's really that simple and don't hold yourself back. And if you're listening, you don't know, applying for Microsoft and interviewing at Microsoft is no joke. <laughs> you know, I tried many, many years ago. Like I tried to become a full-time employee. I had friends that were employees there. And so, you know, I had some connections. I even did the temp work. But, you know, not easy to get your foot in the door. And then when it came to the interviewing process, you know, was consistently warned the whole process that they bring you through. So the mm -hmm. fact that you got through that and you succeeded speaks volumes, absolute yeah, well, volumes. Well, and, and just to give an idea what that looked like was literally about three months of every single day after my day job. I'd come home, grab a bite to eat and go straight to Barnes and Noble for hours until they would close. And I would sit there with the book that I was studying for technical interviews so I could learn everything that I needed to learn. And long story short, by the time I got there, I was fully prepared, but it's not magic. You know, it really does take hard work and dedication. But if you want something, if you have that clarity and that vision of what you want, then you make it happen. It's really that simple. Yeah. So what are some of your client success stories? So there's a couple I want to share here. So one is the most unique by far. And I love to share this one because it was a woman who was in her 30s in Mexico and she was losing some motivation and focus in her work. She had been a teacher for a handful of years and she realized she enjoyed it, but there's got to be something more. And by the time we finished digging into what her passions were and what she really wanted to be doing with her life, Within a couple of months, she had an entire business plan for opening up a healthy food truck for healthy fruits and vegetables and other delicious dishes that would make people healthier and so that she could promote that because that's something she had always been passionate about and always wanted to do, but just never took the action, just never made the plan clear enough to actually do it. And so that's by far one of my favorite stories. It's a complete 180, but man, the energy she had every single day once she made that shift was just incredible. And that's an energy that everyone should feel. And then of course, the much more standard story for me working with students and young professionals is, uh, you know, I have a client right now that at the very beginning of working together, it was the typical wants and needs of a college student looking to grow professionally, which was, you know, a few interview tips, maybe work on the resume a bit and, you know, make sure I can get an internship. And by the end of our first call, our very first call, the first time we even met, we were both in tears because she was telling me about where that lack for interview skills came from. And it was really a confidence thing. And it dated back to things that happened in her childhood. And we both got emotional on that very first call. And so that really speaks to exactly what I always coach on, which is that spectrum of professional and personal development. You know, you can't have one without the other. You, we might think it tips for interviews, but really it comes from your confidence and your clarity and your stories that you have in the back of your mind and even in the front of your mind. And so we work through that. And now where she's at is she's the complete opposite. You should see her every single week. She calls herself a bee and, and a boss. And she has so much energy and she has five or six interviews every single week that she could attend to, which she has two jobs on top of her schooling. And so she's just a machine with everything that she's doing. And she has the good problem of having to pick and choose which interviews to turn down. 
because she has so many coming to her. And again, it's not magic. They're not just falling in her lap. We formed a very clear and solid plan on how she was going to be able to do that. And we worked on her resume and the way that she speaks to her experiences, the way she reaches out to recruiters, the way she presents herself, the way that she performs when it comes to the actual action plan of sending out these apps to the right companies. That's why it feels like they're falling in her lap, but no magic here. You know, she's doing the work and she's earning everything she's getting. That's amazing. What do you think your truth is that has gotten you this far in your journey? So there's a few values that I always fall back on for everything. And that's that honesty and transparency and authenticity and integrity always, 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 always win both personally and professionally. I use this every single day when I'm at at work. You know, if we're having a conversation between teams, if something's not clear to me, I ask. I keep asking questions and I'm not afraid to until I have crystal clear clarity on exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it. And a lot of times it actually leads to those conversations that create change. You know, a lot of times we stick to the highest level and it doesn't have to be completely clear for us to go forward with something, but you know, I'm kind of the opposite. I dig in, you know, if we're being transparent, if we're sticking with logic, if we're being honest about everything we're doing, then the best answer should bubble up. Right. And that's also true with personally too. everything that I do, the, the things that I'm most proud of that I can say today is, you know, all along the path, I always told people, no matter where you see me, you're going to know that I've earned it. And you're going to know that I know exactly what I'm talking about. You're going to know that, you know, I've built a solid foundation underneath everything that I have, whether that's starting a new business, whether that's a new role within my company, you know, people know that I'm not the type of person to slither into a promotion. I'm not going to ask for it until I've really earned it. And I earn it, right? People know that I'm not going to start a business unless I know what the heck I'm going to do with it. And I know that I'm going to impact people's lives in a positive way, right? That integrity goes such a long way. And I'm not here to BS about anything. I don't speak on anything that I don't feel that I know. Uh, I'm at least close to being an expert about, you know, as you and I both know, the best coaches are always learning. So I'm always learning, but, you know, I won't speak on anything unless I know what the heck I'm talking about. That's what gives me not only the most pride, but also it helps people understand that they can trust people like that. And I help others become this kind of person too. You don't stutter in an interview where you know what you're talking about. Just like you don't stutter when you're out to coffee with someone. What's the difference? A lot of times we create this translation layer because we want to sound a certain way. We want to present ourselves a certain way. So instead of trying to sound like that, you know, actually become that. Make that the authentic version of you. And that takes more work up front, you know, working on that foundation. We all want to find the cool words that make us sound good. But if you really do that digging first, that foundational work first, then the rest falls into place. So just like you and I having this conversation right now, if we go out to dinner, I'm going to sound the same way. I'm going to talk about the same things. My girlfriend knows this the best because I talk her ear off probably an hour every single night about all the above. <laughs> you know, that's something that I take pride in. And I think makes you a very valuable candidate in a company. It makes you a very valuable friend, a valuable family member, someone that shows up with integrity and honesty and is always authentic. That goes a super long way. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? It's funny because I've been asked this many times before, and I can never think of a better answer than what I have always told myself, which is fortunately since freshman year of college, since I was in those struggle days, pulling all nighters like weekly. And I mean that weekly all nighters for this engineering curriculum, it was going to be worth it. You know, keep working. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And that's something that I've always carried with me is that, you know, when you really believe in something and you have a clear vision and you're willing to work hard for it, and you know that the actions that you're taking are going to lead to that thing, it's going to be worth it. You've done the work, you've created the plan, you know, for a fact, even with logic that taking these steps is going to get you where you want to get. It's going to be worth it. Keep doing the work. 
Caesar, you have been so inspirational today. I feel all inspired now. <laughs> I'm going to go after my dreams. <laughs> I hope so, as everyone should, as you should. You should be excited every morning and you should be fulfilled every night. That's what I stand by. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today. If there's someone that is listening and they'd like to get in touch with you to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Find me on LinkedIn. Find me personally, Cesar Martinez. Find my company page, No Fluff Coaching LLC. I have a handle on Instagram, No Fluff Mindset. Or for all the above, just go to nofluffmindset.com. You'll find all my social media links and just chat with me. Send me a DM. Okay, great. And I also put all those links down below. And if you're listening, you want more information about A Call to Thrive, you can go to acalltothrive.com. Thank you everyone for listening and have a wonderful week.